Bible. Man, again, I want to thank everybody for coming. I'm excited about today. Of course, you hear me say that every Sunday, right? Because it's a great opportunity to just be able to come in and be in a place that we can freely worship our Lord and Savior. Isn't that something? I mean, if you look around, anybody watching the news lately? I mean, people get busted up for sharing Jesus, right? And we think, well, gosh, i got to ride all the way down to church in my air-conditioned vehicle. Come on, we can do it, right? Think about how worthy he is. I love the song that we were singing today. Well, that brings me into the title of my message. I call it, My, My, My. You ever heard anybody say that? My, My, My. Usually it's when they look at something, they go, man, that's beautiful. My, My, My. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you something that's beautiful. It's the love that Jesus Christ has for each one of us. Amen. And I want to jump in with that. And I want to go ahead and give you the scripture for today. Uh, if you got your Bibles, open that up to Psalm 18. We're going to be in verse 2, but we're going to be running around from there. And if you're online, that'll give you a few minutes to, to get squared away as well. I want to go ahead and read this. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. See, I, and I want to stop right there. That's what my, 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 my. See, my faith won't save you. Your mama's faith won't save you. It can encourage you. It can inspire you. It might even depress you sometimes, right? I mean, you think about it. When you think about, oh gosh, here's this person here or whatever. But they don't have the, they don't have the uh, mindset probably at that time because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them to understand the grace of God and to understand the love of God. But today, I believe God's going to show up and tell us all about it. Amen? He said, we're two or more gathered. There he is also. So Jesus in the house. Amen? Good stuff. So we think about that so many times. We want to be encouraging. We want to love on people. We want to be a mirror of Christ. That doesn't mean go out and beat somebody with your Bible, right? That just means, you know what? Always give account of, of what you believe. I was going to save this later, but you know I can't. Right? Got to tell you a story. How many knows that having a food line? <laughs> I thought I was going to get away from a food line store. But yesterday I had to go up and get green bags. That ought to be illegal, right? You know, the coasting green bags, but it is. I said, okay, I'll go get the green bags. And there's a line and a line and a line and a line. And God's grace is good because I saw this young girl come up there. And I said, yes, I'm going to be first in line. So I go up there and I forgot the green bags. <laughs> that was the main thing I wanted to get, man. I went and I got some other stuff. And I did remember I was on my motorcycle because y'all know the other story. Because sometimes I get shopping and I go out and I go, oh, man, I brought my bike. And the last time I did that, I had all this stuff on there, and y'all know the rest of the story. I lost some potatoes up there in the intersection. A bunch of seagulls come down with it. It was crazy. I was surprised Cliff Bone wasn't looking for me. I was like, I'm sorry. I thought he was still on there. Oh, man. So I get up in line, and I said, and I don't want to alarm anybody because I know everybody's going to come over and get to my line, right? I'm thinking like I own the line. Where's the green bags and hookups? They're over there. Why are we whispering? I was like, I'll be right back. So I get the green bags and I come back. And I love to ask people what they believe, what they think, you know. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of people wear jewelry and different things and have crosses on. And one of the things I, I can't help myself, I'll always ask. And this young girl had this cross on. I go, wow, that's a really nice cross. She goes, thank you. I said, well, what does that mean? Now, over the years of me asking people what that means to people, you would be surprised what people say. So I said, oh, my, you know, my mother gave it to me, my boyfriend gave it to me. Whatever the case, oh, it's a nice piece of jewelry. It's worth a lot of money and all this. Well, that's not the answer I'm looking for. But let me tell you. I said, well, what is that? And that girl, she's a young lady, and she says, well, sir, that means I'm a Christian. I said, really? She says, I said, well, what does that mean? Right? She means that I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, that's awesome. That's just awesome. And I said, uh, I said, so, so if you die today, do you think you go to heaven? She said, oh, absolutely. I said, why? She said, because I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
And I said, let me tell you something. I said, you're just blessed. Now I'm getting loud. But now I'm waiting for people to come up. I said, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I said, you, you just blessed me with that. I said, you know, I do a little preaching here in town and stuff like that. And, and she said, you know, I was kind of scared to share my faith, but I knew I had to. I said, you made my day. Let me tell you the encouragement that girl. She was just like this. Man. She, man, she started checking stuff out. Man, and rolling with that thing. I was like, easy man. <laughs> but I just wanted to share that right there. Because you know what? That just energized my faith. You know, how often do we, we kind of just downplay it or whatever. But let me tell you, what God has done for us is greater than any other thing that will ever happen in your life. Whether good or bad. And I want to share that today. Amen. So that's just a side note. So next time you see somebody with a necklace on like that, you might just ask them, hey, what does that mean? You might be surprised. But also, would you tell them what it means to you? Would you tell them what it means to you? Well, I pray today that you know what it means. That Jesus Christ finished all the, all the sin paying on that cross. And it's up to us to receive it. You can't live up to it. You can't be smart enough. Can't be pretty enough. Can't make enough money to get it. He did it for us, and we receive it by faith. It's a gift. So don't leave here today without the gift of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And that ain't even going to know. It says it's kicking it right on out there, all right? Because that's just good stuff. Well, got me thinking about some of the stuff we've been working on Tuesday nights. I'm going to give you all a sneak preview of what we see on Tuesday nights. This last couple of weeks, we've been working on, uh, we watch like a 20-minute film, and then we just uh, blow through some uh, Bible questions and stuff on that. It's just been really, really awesome. And so I want you to take a look at some of this stuff here. Now, David wrote this song here. How many know who King David was, right? It was a long way from where he started till he got to the palace, doesn't it? And I won't go through the whole story on David, but I will tell you this. He saw some tough times, didn't he? I mean, I tell you what. And we know that, he, that uh, he's talked about in the Bible more than anybody else except the Lord Jesus Christ. How many know, did, did, did David ever blow it? Did he ever kind of miss the mark sometimes? Yes. You know, it is a part of you just says, I'm so glad, right? You know, and you say, what do you mean? No, because you know what? When we look into the, to the Bible, we see everyday people with everyday problems that serve an extraordinary God that can make things right. That's what I meant by that. When I look at that, I go, man, look at this. God loved him through this. God loved him through this. God loved him through this. And he'll do the same with me. Isn't that amazing? That just, that's why I get excited. Because I know God is in the loving, forgiving, and healing, and restoring business. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about this picture up here, okay? We've been studying on Tuesday night on the life of Jesus. And, and back, uh, this picture's taken right here. This is, anybody ever heard of King Herod? You usually only hear about Herod about once a year when Christmas time comes around. And he was this really bad king that killed all these babies like two and under during the time of Jesus' birth. Y'all remember that part of the story? Well, it gets worse. That's pretty bad. But I'm just saying they didn't stop there. This guy, I want to set the stage for this. This guy, he had his little fortress up here. And then I'm going to give you some of the specs on this. I kind of like some of this stuff. Now, I was thinking about maybe the average home might be 1,000 square feet or something like that. I don't know, maybe 2,000 square feet. This guy's palace was 37,000 square feet. You know? And this, this whole point, if you look up here on the top of that, he had that thing that would sit up 1,300 feet above sea level. See, because he was scared. What do you mean he was scared? See, he was hiding behind the rocks. And he was hiding behind mighty men power. Not God power. Amen? Now listen, listen to this. He had that thing sitting up there. And there was only one way in to that palace. And it was called the snake path. And we researched that a little bit more. The way they designed this, these guys were amazing, man. These, these engineering guys were amazing. They would bring water into this place. Look at this desert from three miles out. Had cold water, hot water, running water, amazing stuff like this way back then. 
And this, this is the kingdom. He had this going on about 37 years before Christ was born. Okay, just to get the little stage set on that. But the way they would get into this place, if you came in there, you'd have to go what they call the snake path. And it would go this way, it would go back this way, it would go back this way. And they had little, I'll call them cells, but they had little areas along the way that they would have the guards there, right? So if you didn't belong, he could take you out before you got there. That doesn't sound like much peace, does it? You know? See, he thought he, he had it all together. But you know what? He missed it all. Now think about this. Right here in this very vicinity here, where the shadows fell on this building here, that's where the Lord Jesus Christ was born. That's pretty amazing. I didn't realize how close it was. You know? And it's almost as if God says, I want to show you something. You ever had God say, I want to show you something? This is the things of the world. This is the things of, of God. You know, it's not always what you see, right? We learned that last week. Jake reminds me of that when I did my muscle pose up here. That's all right. We had a good time. But, you know, it's not always what you see. See, a lot of times, can you imagine? Now, we think a lot of times at Christmas we see the nice little uh, manger scene and all that. But if you do a little research, that's not the way it was. Jesus Christ left the splendors of heaven for me and you. I want you to hear this because he says you're worth it. And, and he was born in the stable. It was cut out rock where they kept animals no doubt it stunk and it was bad, it was nasty. He did that for me and you. And see, look at that. All this now, this time we did a great job finding a picture of this. We found some other stuff too that I don't have up here. It's just all rock busted all down. In other words, to say Herod's kingdom that was built by his own strength, it only lasted for a season or two, right? But the kingdom of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is being added to every day. Amen. Aren't you glad? He's still bringing people into the kingdom. He's still growing that. And that's what I want you to hear today. That you know what? We can be a part of that. And if you're here today, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have done that. But here's the thing. Look what David said. He said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Did you say that? Did somebody ask you? What does this mean? Would you say, this is who God is to me. Well, you know what? That's who he wants to be to you. And he wants to be even more. That intimacy that we talk about so much. Again, I want you to think about this. His kingdom is being added to every day. It pays eternal dividends. You know, I work with a lot of guys and a lot of times they're talking about, well, how's your 401k and how are you doing this? And, and all these things. And I think it's great to have a plan. But I tell you what. Many of those guys I talk to never even think about where they will spend eternity. So if you're here today, I pray that you take an eternal inventory. Where would you spend eternity? Because the Bible's real clear. It's either going to be one or two places. It's going to be with Jesus Christ in heaven forever. But if we reject the only way, if we reject the only way to heaven, right? The only way to heaven, then there's only one other place, right? And that's hell. And so many times people say, well, I can't believe a loving God would send me to hell for stealing an ink pen or this or that. I mean, you know, because God's not weighing sin out. I'm going to help you with this. Because we think, well, I'm not as bad as this guy. I'm not as bad as that girl. I'm not as bad as this. We sin. You know why? Here's the tip. Because we're sinners. We were born into it through Adam. Right? So we got the sin DNA. That's what we do. Right? But through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a new DNA. Right? We've been transformed into his dear son, the Lord's dear son. And so it's by faith, it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, it's a gift to God. 
See, we make it hard. We make it hard. When I was saying, here's something else. I've got some new faces. I did not grow up in the church. I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. And I was a rock and roll for a long time in between there. And you didn't even think about church. You might be thinking about a few things when your back's up against the wall. Amen? Other than that, I got it. I'm going to live it the way I want to. But I'm going to tell you what. Somebody came outside the church and told me how much God loved me. And it transformed my life. Now, that doesn't mean that my life's perfect in everyday living. But it is perfect in Christ. Just like yours is perfect in Christ. So what I hope today is we see who we are in Christ and who Christ is to us. Amen? So let's take a look at a few things. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, y'all looking good out there. Let's keep on rolling. Well, he's our rock. Well, what do you mean by that? The second part of that verse says, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge. What does it mean by refuge? Let's take a look at this. A place of shelter, protection, or safety. Is Jesus Christ your place of shelter, protection? safety. You know, so many times we just think, wow, what about what, what about this? Only in times of need. See, a lot of times we just run to the Lord when we need something. But God's so good, he says, I'll be with you even when you don't need something. Well, the truth of the matter is we all need him every day, every minute of the day, right? But God is so gracious, he'll work with us right through it. Well, take a look at this. Rest of that definition says anything to, to which one has rest, recourse for aid, relief, or escape. You know what? I don't know what everybody's going through here. But you know, sometimes we just say, like, man, I need to be rescued. I need, I need to find that door, Lord. This is just something else. Did you forget about me? What's going on here? You guys said, no. I didn't forget about you. I'm going to love you right through it. I'm going to love you right through it. And I never, ever uh, downplay what other folks are going through. But I do want to lift you up and tell you what God's done for you. Amen. That's what I want you to know. So we look at this here. See, Christ brings relief. In a way of escape. And, and I, I know, like we said, there's desperate, desperate situations and things like that. But I'm going to tell you what. Who is the stiller of the storm? The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to point you to Jesus today. You know, sometimes I've talked to people. Sometimes I felt like this myself. There's no way humanly that this can be fixed. There's no way I, I, I can't undo this. Right? And humanly speaking, maybe it isn't. But I'm going to tell you what. God will not leave you there. He will take you where you are, right the way you are, bumps, bruises, and everything else, and love you right on through to where you need to be. I'm going to tell you what. That's peace. That's love. That's, that's the grip of grace that never lets go. And that's what we need to hear about. I want you to hear about that today. You don't have to watch the news too long to find out, you know what, we're in some crazy times, amen? Well, let me tell you what. If you think about this real back 2,000 years, I think it was a pretty crazy time when they're killing the, the babies out there. To, to, to say that you're a follower of Christ, man, that could cost you your life. You know? And you could either pick the palace or you could pick over here. But you know what? God's kingdom is still growing, still giving. I'll tell you something else. I'm going to go back to Herod a little bit. I'm just thinking about some of the notes. That guy was so paranoid. He was buddy with a guy named Mark Anthony. And Mark Anthony had a sweetheart, Cleopatra. And Cleopatra didn't like King Herod. And he was always thinking, man, I tell you what, if this thing ever goes bad, he, she's going to have me killed. Right? This guy was so paranoid, he built some of those places, those, those big uh, uh, fortresses. And he would build one here. And he, he had it set up where he could travel back through some path and have another one over here. And he could back himself all the way back up to his hometown. If things ever get bad, I can run over here. If things ever get bad, I can run over here. I can go all the way back here and get into my safe place. Well, you know what? A lot of times we do that too with our own lives. 
We try to find that safe place, but I'm going to tell you the safest place there is is in the arms of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the safest place right there. And all you got to do is just call on the name of Jesus. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. God is faithful in our daily lives. Can I get an amen there? Is he faithful? He's faithful all the time. And I was, when I was writing this down, I thought there's something, something uh, the Lord just showed me. And I said, you know what? There are times when we walk away. There is times when our doubt level is way up here. You know, over our heads, just, man, I just don't understand. I don't see. But I'm going to tell you what. There is never a time that God's not God. Amen? See, that's good news. God doesn't change. We might change. We might back off. We might run. But he didn't go anywhere. Amen? See, there's good. That, that it's good to know that. Because sometimes we start thinking, man, you know, does he really love me? You know, because I did this and I did that and all this. I've got some good news for you. It's that your salvation is not based on your performance. What? No, it's based on Jesus Christ. Amen? And when we grab hold of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're put into that family, we should desire to be more like Christ. But guess what? We can't do it on our own. That's why he gives us his spirit to help us along the way. See, he even gives us enough faith to believe. He says, I give each man and woman a measure of faith. He's got it covered. Let him work in our lives. Amen? So come on down here. We have a firm foundation on Christ our Lord. And I thought about that. I said, there's never a minute that God's not faithful. So that's okay. There's never a time in this whole wide world from beginning to end that God's not faithful. Amen? You know, we might not be faithful. God's still faithful. We might miss the mark. God didn't change. You say, man, brother, why are you taking all this time? Because if you know God and you know God and his character, you're going to have peace. All right? Even in the midst of the storm, people say, man, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? What are we? What are, oh, man, they're just cranking this thing up. And I'm going, I have no control over a lot of these things. But God does. So instead of spending all that time on the worry wheel, just pumping it up, I just need to be listening to the Lord. I need to take God at his promise. I need to take, take him. Is he really my God? Is he the rock of my salvation? Well, if he is, act like it. Walk like it. Believe it. Speak those words. So many times we just start speaking down. Ever been about, around somebody's just negative Ned? Oh, man. Shovel lip coming out. Hey, how's it going? Man, it's a beautiful day. Well, it's just too hot. Well, it's snowing yesterday. It's good. You know, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, what do you think about that? Oh, the noodles are too cooked too much. Or all this stuff. It's just like, is there anything good? Sometimes when I talk to people, I say, I hear what you're saying. Can you tell me one good thing? Just one good thing, and they go, you know, well, uh, we're here. God just don't want you here. He wants him in you so that you can go out there and tell people, amen? So you carry the Lord with you everywhere you go. Because if he's in you, you're taking him with you, amen? So you think about this here. Never a time that God is unfaithful. Never a time that God leaves us or forsakes us. You ought to be getting strong already. The spiritual muscle, man, y'all... Getting all ready, right? I want to encourage you in the Lord today. And so, you know, when we look at this, we have to make our relationship with the Lord personal. And I'm going time back to the thing I said right when you jumped out of it. That so many times we want to live on somebody else's faith. So many times it's like, well, can you pray for me? Absolutely. I think we should pray for one another. But I'm going to tell you what, you got the same hookup that I do if you know Jesus Christ. You really do. I want you to hear that now. And that doesn't mean Pastor Bud don't want to pray. I, I, I delight in praying with folks. I really do. But I want you to know, I might say, can you pray for me now? You know? 
because you get the same line, right? And just like we said the other other uh, other day. Hey, unlimited minutes with Jesus. Amen. Very good. So is he your rock for your salvation? I pray that he is today. We'll keep on rolling. Fortress. All right. What does that mean? What does that mean? Fortress is a large fortified place or fort or group of forts, often including the town, any place of exceptional security. That's what, that's what Herod thought he had. You know, a lot of times that's what we think we have. We got our 401k. We got this. We got, we got money in the bank. We got whatever. We got great health. We got all these things working for us. That could change in an instant. But God doesn't change, amen? God doesn't change. So I want to give a, give a little uh, lesson here that uh, we learned through Tuesday night, encouraging on some of the stuff we got here. We learned that the Hebrew word for fortress is Masada. So if you ever see Masada, it means fortress. That's what it means to us here. And so when you look at that, you might see sometimes where David's Masada or, or uh, maybe Herod's Masada and, and Masada, excuse me. But that was their fortress. That was their place that they were, they were hanging out at. But David went deeper with that because he used the, those words to tell us who Jesus was in his life, who God is in his life. You go back to the thing here. He says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. See, he says, Look, I, I want to make this personal. Over and over, David compared the Lord to that fortress, that rock, that safe place for us. You know? And because of that, we know who God was to David. When people meet you, when people see you go through a situation or any of those things, do, do people see Jesus Christ as your rock? You know? I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's something else. And it's only the grace of God. Y'all have heard me tell this story and, and, and got a, a wonderful lady here that walked me through some tough times. Two years ago, my dad passed away. Amazing. He knew where he was going. Still tough to give up a loved one. And I'll never forget this. They said, well, who's going to preach the funeral? My, my sister said, he will. I said, yeah, I will. And they said, this is not a good thing. You shouldn't do this. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know what? Because nobody else was going to talk about my dad but me. And I had the privilege of doing that. How did you do that? One way. Only the grace of God. Only the grace of God. This ain't nothing lifted buddy up. I'm talking about how good God is. All that is is about telling you how good God is. Because I want to tell you what. I get panicked sometimes thinking, man, I'm going to remember the words of the song. We're doing this. What time we're doing? You know, I'm thinking about all these things. But God just held me just like this. Walk me through there. I'll tell you why. You know why? Because I had the assurance that I knew where my dad was going to be. That's all the difference in the world. That's all the difference in the world. I want everybody in here to know that they can have that same assurance in their life, in their loved one's life, when they come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want to hear. So, you know what? We talked about what Masada meant, your place of security. Is Jesus your Masada? I didn't say Messiah. I said Masada, meaning that safe place, that security. I want you to know that today. You say, well, how do I do that? You just call on the name of Jesus. See, there's rest in Christ. There's peace in Him. And we have a new beginning. Anybody like new beginnings? I love new beginnings. Now, now, that's pretty crazy because most people don't like change, right? We don't like change, but we like to start over, right? We like that because you know what? We need that. I need that. Why didn't they put that eraser on that pencil? They ought to make the eraser bigger than the pencil, really. You know, some of the stuff that I work with. But let me tell you what. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he becomes so much more than just somebody that we heard about in a, a history book. And when I say history, I'm talking about his story in the Bible. He becomes everything. See, the prayer is that Jesus just doesn't come in to our life, but Jesus becomes our life. And there's a difference there. We ask the Lord to come into our life, but as just less of me and more of him, yeah, we want him to be displayed in our life. When I get out of the way, 
God can do some amazing things. You know? And you say, man, I just, I, you know, we might be sitting here today. I haven't been getting out of the way very good. Well, you know what? Today's a new day. And let the Lord lead you in your life. Amen? So, he is my shield. I was thinking about this. When I first think about a shield, I think about a knight in shining armor. You know, we got the shield and all that. And the Lord showed me something when I was at work working on this. And, and I won't get too far off here. I just want to show you everyday applications. Where I work at, and a lot of the guys that work here, I work in a very, very, very dangerous place. If you don't believe that, y'all see my buddy Daryl come through here and see what happened to him when he got caught in that explosion. Lost half his hands and we did all his face and everything like that. I deal with that every day. I'm not saying what you do is any less anything. I'm just going to use this as a launching point. And I thought about that. You know, Jesus is my shield. He said, well, why are you talking about work? Because I pray a lot at work. Amen? I pray a lot at work. Some of the stuff that we deal with, if you have grease on your hand and this other chemical gets on, it will explode. All right? If you got grease on your shoes and you walk over here and it sparks, it will explode. And guess what? It ain't just going to be me. It's going to be half of a coast because it's really close. When we first started working where we're at, they would only let us run this facility at nighttime. Why? Because they said that it would be less uh, catastrophic if something happened. I'm thinking, I'm not real sure how I'm going to work here. But you know what? As time went on, we can, we can work through those things. But guess what? As time goes on, just like at work, just like at home, just like in our relationship, we can get complacent. We don't want to get complacent with Christ, amen? We want to have the confidence of Christ. So I was thinking about that the other day. I was getting ready to go offload a truck, and I got to grab a face shield, and I got this little uniform on, and I got gloves on, and I'm all this stuff, and I'm thinking, and you got to go over all these safety tips and all these things. Why? Because it's good for me. Because it's safe for me, all right? How in the world are you tying this in? What I want you to hear is this today. Through this, God continues to show us that he's our covering. He's our shield. What I'm saying, you don't have to have a job out where I work at or I don't have to have a job where you work at to be able to have to put on these all these safety things and all that. You've got all the security you need in the Lord Jesus Christ and our Lord. That's what I want to get to. That you know what? When we put on the full armor of God, Ephesians 6, write that down and read it this week. Put on the full armor of God. He's going to protect us. He's going to get us through it, man. I just want you to hear that. So how does that work? Everyday practical application in your work, in your job, whatever you're doing, in your family and everything else. God's got what you need. He is my shield. Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. Christ is my covering. Is Christ your covering? Now, see, we say my. I want to say our. But you got to say my. Make it yours. Right? You got to make it yours. How do you do that? Call it on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's take a look at this. As I was going through the, that psalm, I saw this on verse 35. I'm going to read it to you. Psalm 18, verse 35 and 36 says this. You have given me your shield of victory. See, we fight from victory, not for victory. You ever notice that? We have victory in Jesus Christ. We're not trying to get it. We already got it. That's good news. So when you, when you think about it, he's our rock and our foundation, our salvation, all those things. You're standing in the right spot. Just listen to the Lord. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. Man, you know, sometimes we slip off the path, don't we? But God says, you know what? I'll come back and get you. I'll come back and get you. He will never let us fall out where we can't be gotten. Amen? Have you ever thought about that, how much God loves you, that he can reach down from heaven and put you right back where you need to be? That's pretty amazing. Yo, I want you to hear this thing. You're never too far gone for God. I'm going to say it again. You are never too far gone for God. Let me tell you that. I've talked to people over and over and over and said, God could never use me. 
I look in the mirror and say, God, how could you use me? Bless me more, him to do it every time. And guess what? Guess who gets the glory? God gets the glory. That's what's amazing. When you look at that guy through the Bible and ladies through the Bible, man, he was using everyday folks, fishermen. We got any of them here? Jump on in. Man, you in good company. Look at those guys pulling them boats up, man. No, we, we told all night, Jesus, we didn't catch nothing. Go out and put it over to the side and we'll see what you got. Y'all know the story. And they had a boat breaking catch, amen? Jesus knows what you need. Jesus knows where you are. And he won't leave you. And he's more than enough, amen? Me and Ms. Debbie say it all the time. He's more than enough, isn't he? He's more than enough. Well, let's keep on rolling here. He's our fortress. Well, you know what? He's also our deliverer, amen? We'll break this out here. In that verse it says... The horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Actually, some versions actually says my strength of salvation. Why is it so important to know that the Lord is the strength of our salvation? Because it's all about him. He's holding on to me. He's holding on to you. You're not going, man, I hope it don't fall out in the family of God. Man, you know, he says, I got you. You're mine. That's the grip of grace. And I asked permission on this story because I went and visited one of my buddies. I went over to Sunday the other day. We were just talking about family and stuff. And he was telling me about that he spent time with his dad on the boat all the time. And as his dad got older, he see his dad still go out and showed him so much. Man, what a blessing, man. I think about that. Sometimes I can still hear my dad say, you better put that wrench on there. You going to bust your knuckles. You know, all these little things just coming up. You know, you better stay to the side over there. You know, when somebody has spoken to your life, sometimes it just comes out. And so he said he was out there and he says, they hit a wave or something. And his dad went overboard. I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine. Ah, why? Because I can't swim. But I still can't imagine that. And Sonny just stay calm. He said, he said, his dad said, what did he say, son? He said, don't miss me. Don't miss me. Hey, Amy, just look at me, show. And he's going to trade one hand. Son, whip that boat around. And this is what Sonny told me. He said, no way. I was going to let it go. He said, if I got it in my hand, if I could get it in my hand, he's coming in the boat. Lift his daddy up. I never met your daddy. He said he's a pretty good sized guy. Sonny said he jerked him out of the water one hand and put him on the boat. Now, Sonny, is that how he got dislocated on? No. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what the, the whole reason I want to bring that out. You see that love right there? You see that love? And that's just a message. You know, daddy, you never know. This is not going to happen. If I get him in my hand, he will be in the boat. Let me tell you, if you're in the hand of God, you're already in the kingdom. Amen? I want you to hear that. That's the good I want you to get out of it. See, the hand of God. Doesn't, doesn't have no slip grip. He's got the grip of grace. And he'll carry you on, put you in the boat, and get you back in dry. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Woo, I'm telling you what. God will never let you go. Well, let's take a look at this. I've got some more scripture for you. I love to just rip this into our hearts with the scripture of the Lord, right? Colossians 1 3 says this For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. Wow. We're signed, sealed, delivered. We're his, right? You know what? That's right. Everybody listen to that song. You know what? That's it. That's him. He's got us, man. And so many times we're trying to we're trying to get loose. Might as well not fight it. He's got you. He ain't gonna leave you out. God's got you. And that's the thing. Why do you keep telling us about it? Because I want you to be secure in Christ. Because I want you to know who, who the Lord is. I want you to know who you're serving. I want you to know who your, your Heavenly Father is. I want you to know what He's done on, on the cross for you. That way when somebody asks me, say, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? And you can just start going down the list. Say, how much time do you got? Let me tell you about how good my God is. Amen? Let's keep on going. Well, 
Psalm 18, 19. I like this. He said, he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. I want you to say he delights in me. Amen? He delights in me. You've got to make it personal. So many times we don't realize that God delights in us. See, this is what happens. We think God loves us so much when we do just right. God loves you all the time. Amen? He delights when we do right. Sure, just like mom and dad. You know, you don't stop loving just because they didn't get straight A's. Right? You love them anyway. You love them through that. And so what, why am I telling you all this? I want you to know that it's not a performance-based thing. It's a Jesus-based thing. It's totally finished on the cross. That's why I said it is finished. We can't add to it. What am I going to do to impress God? That's not going to do it, you know? He's given us all the stuff. He's given us everything we need, amen? But you know what? We need to know that, and we need to make sure that we have that in our heart. We've been delivered out of the hands of Satan into the family of God, and we have been rescued and led to a place of safety. The Lord is my deliverer. He delights in me. Let me break that down. God's crazy about you. God's crazy about you. Can you think about that? Man, just take that in. The creator of the universe is saying, man, there ain't nobody like you. Nobody like you. I love you. I love you. Man, so many times when we go, yeah, but. Yeah, but I need to do this. Yeah, but you know what? Listen to the Lord, love the Lord, and let God do the work. Amen? Over and over, we'll see how God continues to bless us and use us in so many different ways. Trust the Lord. Amen? So I finish up with this right here. My, my, my. We bring it to a close with this. Why worry? Why do we get so down? We have been delivered. You say, man, you know, well, that all sounds good, buddy, but you're not walking through what I'm walking through. Well, you know, everybody's walking through different things. But you don't have to walk through it alone. And, and, and you know what? We're not minimizing any of it, but I want to tell you what. Man, put God first and look around you. God's got working and walking with you. Amen. God will put people in your life at the right time. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, while I was talking to that girl at Food Line, and, and just tell her, man, that's so good. A guy grabbed my arm. I said, hey. He said, hey, brother, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. And he, he used to do youth groups and different things like that. He says, that's your motorcycle out there, isn't it? He said, let's talk about it. So I went out there and I started talking to him about the motorcycle stuff. In short order, wasn't about the motorcycle. It was about Jesus. Isn't it good when somebody comes up and says, hey, how you doing? And the next thing that comes out of their mouth is what God's doing in their life. That's amazing, man. It just was a blessing. You know what? There's a story in everybody's life here. Share it with some folks. Share it with some folks. I don't mean you got to get into all the dark, deep stuff or anything else, but I'm going to tell you what. We don't have to stay where we are. God loves us too much, right? He'll take you right where you are, and he'll walk you right on through. Amen? So if you're listening today, I pray that you hear that. You know what? God is a fortress for us. He is our salvation. He is our rock. He is our deliverer. But you have to make him yours. He has to be my, my, my. Jesus. Amen. So if you're here today, I ask you to close your eyes and listen to what I say. Father, I thank you for each one here. And I pray if somebody's here today that don't know the Lord as, as their Savior, that they just take a minute and listen to what I say. Lord, that they can have that security. They can have that safe place. Lord, it's not that we earn it. No, you give it freely. And I pray if somebody's here today said, you know what? If I ask this, do you know for sure you spend eternity with Christ? And if you don't know, I want to tell you how you can know. The Bible says that we confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus. And believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
today, if you're not sure, I just want you to look up here because I want to help you out. Amen. I want, I want you to look up here and I want to tell you how you can know. Amen. Call on the name of Jesus. This is a prayer right here from your heart. If this is your prayer, you just repeat it right where you're at from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I, I put my faith and trust in what you did. Lord, you paid the sin debt before. Lord, save me, forgive me. I want to live for you in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap because we're working it live too today. Amen. Amen. Well, let me tell you something else. When we make that, that decision, when we come to the knowledge of understanding we need Jesus, that's a celebration. Amen. And you know what? I, I always, you know, don't leave her today without something. Somebody say, you know, I prayed that prayer today. I just want to let you know that today I gave my life to Jesus. Because it's an important thing. It's the best day of your life. Does that mean you'll never have any trouble? No. It means you never go through it without, without him, though. You know? I'm going to tell you, it can be pretty rough and lonely out there without Jesus. Amen? That's why it's important to have a relationship with Christ. That's why it's important to be plugged into a church family. When one part of the body hurts, everybody hurts. Right? And we come alongside and we encourage them. Let me tell you, if you've been through stuff and you didn't have nobody to talk to and you didn't see what's going on and then you've been through stuff and you have people that care, you'll see all the differences in the world. Does it still hurt? Absolutely. Is it better? Absolutely. Because you know what? You got somebody that says, you know what? Sometimes we just might be an ear. Sometimes we just say, come on, let's get out of the house. Come on, I just want to let you know I love you. We're not going to leave you here. We're going to love you to where you need to be. Amen. That's what family does. And let me tell you something else. I know we have a, a, a big barrage of family. Some people have amazing family. Some people, when you say family, they go, oh. Well, I pray this. I pray that you know that safe in God's family. <laughs> I want you to know that. You say, well, I, I never even met my dad. I never met my mom or whatever the situation is. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I want to introduce you to your Heavenly Father. The Lord of the world, King of Kings. And the way we come to that family is by God's grace and by faith in what he's done. So if you're here today, I pray that you really think about that. Don't leave here today without calling on the name of Jesus. If you're here today, say, I've done that. But you know, sometimes I just, you know, I, I feel like I've got this going on, i got this going on. Join the crowd, guess what? But you're not alone. I want to encourage you with this. What happened to you in the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and identifying him through faith is greater than anything that's ever happened in your life. I will promise you that. Because you know why? He says you're mine. That pays eternal dividends. Eternal dividends. Your 401k is not going to get you there. Your, your summer house is not going to get you there. All the work you do for God is not going to get you there. Only the shed blood of Jesus Christ and put my faith and trust in Him. Give the Lord a hand clap for His finished work. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, we're going to do it a little different today. I, I, when I was digging through here, I was cross-referencing some stuff, and I, I found the psalm here, and I just thought, man, this is so beautiful, and I'd like us to just kind of soak in this before we leave, and then we'll pray, and then we're going to go in and get underway, all right? And this is Psalm 63, 1 through 8, and it says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love, I want you to hear that, is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with, with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, 
I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. And I love this right here. It says, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. I want you to know today, as a child of God, his right hand upholds you. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing here today. <laughs>